Hello, lovely Water Trio listeners. We're back uh, with our New Moon in Pisces episode of, so this is the week, the fortnight starting February the 17th, all the way through to the second, or the, the second, no, the first of March um, 2020. Oh my God, I can't believe March already. Where has this year gone? I know I say this every time. So That's I'm because not we're getting all the leash. Yeah, it just flies by. It just flies by. Um, So we're delivering all the juice of this time, this period, this highly Pisces period. Um, And there's quite a few aspects this week to chat about. We did just pick a few. There is a lot happening this week. But as always, we picked uh, the highlights and some of the lowlights as well to deliver to you. So I'm here with Kelly Surtees and Cassandra Tindall. And who's up first? Who's talking about, is it Mars Uranus? I think that is our first astro cab off the rank. Yeah, so I think I'll say a few things about that and then, of course, what, what, hear what you guys, because I know, Leash, you have some uh, maybe personal thoughts about this aspect too. <laughs> yep. So, yep. yeah, as Leash was saying, it's a busy, it's the busiest half of February, this back end. Uh, actually, the period between February 20th and February 26th kind of has a high number of Quietly, quite strongly charged astrological aspects. So it's a very busy sort of one-week period uh, just around the new moon in Pisces. So we've picked uh, one of our aspects to highlight today is Mars trine Uranus, which is happening from three degrees Capricorn to three degrees Taurus on Friday, February 21st. So this is going to kick us into a pretty exciting dynamic weekend. Uh, Mars is exalted in Capricorn. So Mars is really on his game. He's sharp and focused and he's got his eye on a long-term goal or outcome that he's striving towards. So Mars in Capricorn in general is just great for planning and focusing on where you want to go. But Mars trying Uranus is about innovating. It's about shaking up established traditions or habits and patterns that you have in your life that you've outgrown or that you realize just aren't bringing the results that you want. It's kind of a nice uh, Uranus aspect, if I can say that, because it is the trine combination between Mars and Uranus. So there's a willingness to work with the change or to, it's almost like choosing the change even though it takes you outside your comfort zone or you know you're going to have to do things that you're unfamiliar with. So saying yes to things that might be a little bit uncomfortable, but you can see are good for your growth or good for your long-term progress. When I hear myself saying things like this, I always think, okay, Kelly, what new piece of technology or software are you going to learn (laughs) how to use? Uh, Partly because technology is connected to Uranus and also because for me, I will usually resist any type of change that involves me using less paper. Uh, I usually resist that for as long as I can. So I'm I'm also going to be attempting to take my own advice here. Uh, What are each of you thinking about this aspect? Well, you know, both of these planets like to separate things and split things apart and Mm. it's almost like, okay, what do you need to break away from to be more yourself? What do you need to kind of slice off so that you can let go of, yeah, what doesn't, what's, what's holding you back or where you're even chaining yourself to things. I mean, for those of us with planets in the early 
or, or points in the early degrees of any of the fixed signs. So this is Taurus, where Uranus is. This is Leo, Aquarius and Scorpio you're already having Uranus transits. So it's like, this is a bit of um, a testing ground for that to come out. But, you know, because as you were saying, Kel, Mars is exalted here. It's like there's a, there's an anchoring to what you want to do and what you create want to create and how things can be different and new. And yeah, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, <laughs> I still the, think yeah. there's a bit of tension quite a bit of tension. And, you know, I have been speaking to a number of clients in the last few weeks who are just finding these Uranus transits a bit too much. Um, So it it will just be a bit of a a burst of energy towards that. But it's like, (laughs) is that Winston? (laughs) But it is a chance to kind of just, yeah, just get clear. There's, There's a clarity of Mars in Capricorn that will really help, I think, with this. It's like we may have to face a reality we don't want to, but when we face that and we're willing to make those changes, um, there's a whole new fresh start possible with it. But, yeah, that's my take on it. What about you, Cass? Yeah, when I think about Mars in Capricorn, often I describe it as the wind-up soldier. Like it's I'm just going and I'm going and I'm going and I'm going. And I often think about my dad too. He was just, I get up, I have my coffee, I have my smoke and I go to work. Like that was what he was like in my childhood. He just was, you know, just never ran out of battery. And, you know, that can be very productive and it can be very um, useful in some respects. But the maybe the downside of that is when you're on a trajectory or you're on a path and you're looking, you know, straight front and centre, you might miss things along the way. And then along comes Uranus, you know, giving you a little bit of a, uh, link of support and say, hey, why don't you go in this direction? Or, hey, why don't you try that sort of thing? And so um, it can be really good to have the goal or the intention or the desire, but sort of remaining a little bit, you know, detached from how that outcome will manifest or how it will play out can actually, you know, take you down maybe a road less travelled but a better road than what you set out upon. So the Mars Uranus is kind of reminding you that, you um, Winston, you're distracting me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, remind me. <laughs> I'm just like, what are you going to do, knock down my roses or something with your butt? But anyway, um, <laughs> he and he never does that. Um, so, yeah, it's just reminding you that, like, even though the path you might have chosen is not the only way to go. And so if you do get that sort of um, curveball, it's for your good or it's for something that might lead you to a better place. Love that. Lee, something you said um, reminded me, you talked about the cutting separating quality of Mars Uranus. Yeah. And that reminded me that this aspect is taking place under the balsamic or the dark moon, which Mm. is often a time of like closure and completion and ending. So I think that there really is something to be said there for maybe, uh, you know, the consolidation of effort and resources, because as you say, Cass, maybe there's something a little better that's come along um, to consolidate. You might actually have to stop doing something or wind something up that you've outgrown potentially. So like that sort yeah. of, there's a, there is a sharpness. I was glad that you mentioned that around like the cutting quality. Yeah. Um, and not just a balsamic moon, it's a balsamic moon in Aquarius that at the same time will be, you know, uh, squaring Uranus. that Uranus. So yeah, it will definitely be playing a major part within this. 
And Cass, I thought Winston was just basically doing a yeah. lovely gestalt of Uranus there because <laughs> that's basically what happens. Yeah. Unusual energy. You're, <laughs> you're, you're on your surprises. path, Mum. So I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna change it. And he distracted me. <laughs> totally. Totally. Yeah. So like that instinctive, I always think Mars Uranus too is like that instinct of having to make decis- mm. decisions on the flyer in the heat of the moment rather than, you know, it's a weird tug between because Mars and Capricorn would love to plan, but Mars Uranus is like, well, your plans are now out the window, so what are you just going to decide and do in the here and now type of thing? Yeah, totally. Like I keep thinking about Mars in Capricorn. It's like a steam train on a track. Right. You know, it's got a lot of energy, a lot of momentum, a lot of weight behind it, but it has to go along the one track. And this is almost like either a derailment or, you know, suddenly there's a, you know, a you get shifted on, shunted onto a new track and it's it's brand new territory. It's like, okay, what's down here? I don't know what's going to happen. When do I apply the brakes? When do I go forward fast? Um, that kind of thing. But it's, it's really unexpected and surprising, but there's beauty in it too. Totally, totally. Yeah. So that's that. And I think the next aspect is... Is it the new moon first or it is the new moon first, isn't it? That happens right before Venus other, squares Well, it's a busy Jupiter. Sunday, isn't it? Or busy, so many things. Busy Sunday in the US and Canada, busy Monday in Australia. Yeah, well, it's all very early morning on that Monday, the 24th. So that new moon in Pisces, which does actually, it's funny because it carries on and it still does link into the Mars-Uranus energy through sextile um, because it does happen at that three degree, four degree mark of Pisces. So it will be sextiling the Mars in Capricorn and it will also be sextiling that Uranus in Taurus. But yeah, this is like all the dreams, all the imagination. I, you know, this, I always love the new moon in Pisces for just letting go and it's intentions that are set around building castles in the air, those those really big imaginative things that may not have any grounding to them at all. But it's like, okay, if I don't worry about all of that, if I don't worry about trying to create a reality, what actually is possible? You know, what can I do under this? Um, you know, so all the mental energy and all the excitement of that new moon in Aquarius, it's quite a different visioning to that. This is like the, the future that yeah, the mystical, magical future that we want to create, um, whether it's real or not. So I just, yeah, it's just like swimming in the floodwaters. Where What can we create? And just because there is so much Pisces within this time, you know, you've got Mercury retrograding back towards this as well. It's letting go of, I guess, learning to let go of what we think could happen and being ready to be with the unknown, you know, what is possible and letting go of the coming from that known space of, I know what the future's going to like. It's like, okay, because it's got that unexpected taint of Uranus in there too. It's like, let's see what the unknown is. Let's get ready for that. Let's have the flexibility to be in that space. So yeah. What about you girls? Cass, any thoughts? Yeah, I mean, like the new moon in Pisces is definitely um, watery. And I mean, I know we're recording this a little bit early, but it's definitely 
watery uh, here right now. We had bushfires with all the sort of drier energy that we had earlier in the year. And now here um, in the Sunshine State, at least, there's a lot of water. So see what happens when we actually get to the end of the month um, and how things go. But I think the uh, new moon in Pisces is that opportunity to imagine, dream and create. And it's a little bit of a cosmic chance to perhaps get outside of the routines or the rhythms or the schedules and maybe just give yourself a little bit of permission to go, well, I'm not going to do what I do because it's Monday morning. I'm going to maybe sleep in and have a coffee outside and just imagine what is possible moving forward as opposed to doing, um, you know, so it is a little bit of a contradiction to perhaps um, the Mars in Capricorn vibe, but just coming off the Mars in uh, Mars and Uranus trine, that curveball or that change in direction might land you in that sort of special place where you can come up with an inspired idea or an inspired vision that you wouldn't have seen if you were just continuing going head down bum up so um yeah carve out a little time I guess if you can and create that space of what you would like to imagine for the future um under this lunation so yeah what about you, Kel? Yeah. You're an expert in this uh, one. <laughs> I'm a little bit partial to the new moon in Pisces. Um, yeah, look, everything you guys are saying is great. The only things that I would add are it's a generally good or relatively benign type of new moon. So for people looking to do new moon intention setting or sort of new moon visioning, this is a, a great new moon for that. Uh, there's definitely a very emotional sort of go with the flow, very fluid, flexible vibe uh, because, you know, as, as I think you were mentioning, Cass, the Sunday, Monday, we've got, I mean, we have the new moon in Pisces, but we've also got Mercury there and the moon's then going to go over Neptune in Pisces. It's Sunday, Monday in Canada and the States, and it's sort of more Monday, Tuesday if you're in Australia. So a very fluid, like remember back to that last Monday, Tuesday in January, January 27th, 28th, with that kind of strong uh, Pisces-Neptune vibe, and this is like that plus. Um, yeah. I, I guess I do get this sense of like intuiting, like as you're saying, Cass, imagining the future because there's so much in Pisces, but I do remind myself that this new moon is ruled by Jupiter in Capricorn. So mm. there's this weird dance between the feeling and the intuition and the hope and the, the wish of what you want to create versus Jupiter in Capricorn, which is like, so what are you actually going to do to make that a reality? And so there is this dance between sort of the feeling but, you know, the, the water, but, and the sensory, you know, visceral type stuff, but then also the practical, whether there's a plan, yeah. uh, you know, I can certainly imagine it's going to be a very lazy Sunday for people for whom these aspects are happening on a Sunday. Uh, but there is still a sense of keeping your eye on, on where you're trying to get to, because that's something Jupiter and Capricorn is really trying to teach us this year is about how containment supports longer term success or how consciously embracing a few little limits or a few no's here and there will actually help you grow something that can last or that has longevity. And I think we'll see a little bit of that come through with the ideas or the inklings or the intuitions that emerge under this new moon in Pisces. Yeah, it reminds me, um, earlier today I read an email. Um, Just one? Think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would have been nice. But no, I did read a, an email. I had one of those distracting, I'm going to e uh, read emails that I 
usually don't get a chance to read, but um, we, the three of us, we all follow him on Instagram, Ramit Sethi, and he was um, talking about uh, he schedules um, distraction time in his calendar. Yeah, and, I read that uh, same email. It was did you? awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, you know, we are going to get distracted, whether it's, you know, uh, Facebook scrolling or somebody in the office or wherever and takes us off track of what our calendar or what our Capricorn, Mars and Capricorn to-do list is. And so then if you schedule some buffers in your um, your calendar or in your schedule, then you've got yourself that makeup time. So when, you know, if you do get on a call that should take five minutes and it takes, you know, an hour, then you can kind of make up for it down the track. So he's like, allow for flow that will increase productivity down the track. And I was like, oh, I liked that. So um, yeah, yeah, definitely uh, kind of like that Mars in Capricorn, new moon in Pisces looking to Jupiter in Capricorn. So it's kind of going with the flow but for a purpose not just being mm. lazy totally yeah and that's that's that mm. whole piece about you know like the pomodoro technique and even you know the idea of rest which is you've got to schedule in rest like you can't literally sit at a desk from 8 a.m till 5 p.m and just think you're going to work straight it has to be in there so but this is that kind of beautiful creative rest that allows the brain to go off and be imaginative and be creative and then come back and be more task orientated again I love it Mm. it was a good perspective shifter yeah. 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 I mean, it's it sort of speaks to that idea that, you know, the irony is when you take a break, you're more productive after you've had that break time to kind of recharge. And I've kind of started to conceptualize, uh, you know, the Pisces moon each month at the moment as that kind of resting daydreamy time. And I think we just get that on steroids with the new moon and, and Mercury retrograde there in Pisces at the end of this month. Um, there's a beautiful channel to do with the Enneagram on Instagram. I think it's called Nine Types Co. And they have Nine Types of Rest, which is a post that I've been oh, sharing yeah. um, mm. a fair bit. And so some of you might have seen it on my Insta channel, but I, I would recommend looking that up if you're needing, like, what does rest actually look like? Or I'm not sure what rest actually means. It can be really good to get a sense of that because. I don't know why I'm just really tuned into that vibe of like taking the break when the cosmos kind of says, you know, to do that. So, yeah. So that's the Pisces yeah. new moon, I guess. <laughs> and that same day, literally just I a couple know. of hours later. Speaking yeah. of all of Jupiter and Capricorn. <laughs> <laughs> up comes Venus in Aries. So who was talking about that one? Is that you, Cass? Venus in Aries squaring Jupiter. I didn't think so, but I can talk about it if you like. (laughs) You can talk about that, Kel. (laughs) Okay. So one of the reasons I love talking about these quote-unquote kind of hard aspects between Venus and Jupiter, so Venus-Jupiter square or Venus-Jupiter opposition, you know, students sometimes wonder, is this bad, what have you. The phrase that I've come up with for Venus square Jupiter or Venus opposite Jupiter is unreciprocated generosity. So it's this idea of giving in this large or over-the-top way that is either not fully appreciated or not fully respected. You know, we all have this desire to be kind to the people that we love or, you know, to give because we think maybe we might get something back or it's the right thing to do. And I think when Venus squares Jupiter, it's 
a bit of a call to action to question why we're giving as much as we are or to whom we're actually giving and whether we're giving in a really kind of efficient, nourishing way or whether we're giving where things are just a little bit off. Like you're trying to give something to care for someone, but you've misread their love language, for instance, or you think your boss is going to be impressed if you do this whole big thing and really they just wanted you to do this one other thing and do it in a really specific way. So it it sort of speaks to me a little bit about this good intentions that don't quite get you where you want to go or good intentions that you totally overshoot. And, you know, it's sometimes it's great to make that big splash of an impression, but it's not always necessary. And so I think this weekend is sort of that questioning between how much and to whom and could I make some adjustments around the giving, the generosity. And yeah, so that's that's some of the things that I think about with Venus Square Jupiter. At the end of the day, it's not a bad thing to be considered a kind or a generous person, but sometimes you might be depleting yourself a little more than you need to, to get the results that you're looking for. So potentially thinking about where you might be able to pull back just a little bit, uh, because usually there is like an excess of generosity with something like this. Uh, But how do you each think about this? Yeah, well, I mean, we've got the two benefic planets, both in conditions they're not happy in. Um, So I guess I've been thinking about this aspect as being a little bit, well, you could look at it two ways, either contented discontent or discontented contentment. And these two planets are wanting to be in that place where things are smooth, things are relatively easy, things are flowing and life-affirming and joyful and all the good things but that's what they want to do but in science where they kind of can't do that um so there is this kind of you know as you were mentioning kel like the desire or the want to kind of go over the top or overdoing it but they're not fully resourced or they're not fully able to do it so it's like and then forming the square it's a, a discontentment about something or maybe in a place of comfort but being in that place of comfort is uncomfortable. So, um, but I mean, that being said, you know, it is still Jupiter and Venus. So it's, you know, not all bad for sure. I mean, it's still got some really, you know, two good planets trying to do good things and it may not come off the way that you wanted or anticipated or hoped for, but it would still be pretty okay, I think. So what about you, Lishi? Um it just reminds me of going camping and when you have the campfire burning and you need to go or you need to go to sleep, you kick some dirt over the top. You know, we've got Venus in Aries in a fire sign and Jupiter in Capricorn in an earth. And it's that sense that, you know, the wherever you're doing that Venus in Aries in your chart where you're trying to assert yourself in your relationships a bit more or you're speaking up, it's like there's this reminder that comes in of, of something that you need to be responsible for or, you know, you ha- there is something you have to think about. You know, you can't just be totally independent. You have to be remembering other duties and other responsibilities that you have. Um, last night, for example, I was at um, an information night at my daughter's school and they were talking about how they teach the children how to deal with making mistakes in their homework. And they use something called a growth mindset. It's, it's really beautiful, but it's the idea that, you know, often a kid will meet maths. If they're not good at maths, they'll be like, I'm really bad at maths. I can't do this. And they'll just totally shut down. Um, 
Whereas the teachers like to remind them, it's like, okay, but actually there's some growth within this. There's an opportunity to, to learn. Um, so here's a couple of great things that you've done in your work. Um, and here's one extra thing that where you can work on. So it's seeing that, you know, there is the responsibility for your growth, which is the Jupiter and Capricorn piece, but you have to bring it in. You have to do it. You can't force a child to learn. So there's that kind of that sense of, Jupiter is the teacher coming in and trying to tell Venus in Aries, keep going, keep pushing, but you might just have to do it in, in a different way, not the way that you expected or, or, or tone it down a little bit. So, yeah, that's my sense of it. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. You're taking yeah. responsibility. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I feel like Venus Jupiter is like, but I did the I did a good thing and you know, like it's that sense of like I had the right intentions or what have you. Um Cass, when you were reminding us like Venus is in Aries, the sign of her detriment, and Jupiter is in Capricorn, the sign of his fall. This to me looked the first thing that came to my mind was like buying a gift for someone, but putting it on your credit card because you can't really afford it. And it's that idea of like, I'm trying to do something really good, but I have overextended myself to do it. And so it's like not knowing the limits or something there. Mm. Um, yeah. It's going to be yeah. a juicy one, that's for sure. Yeah. I know. It's, I'm really looking forward to seeing how that plays out for everybody. So leave us a comment if uh, if it's, it turns out to be really good or if it turns out to be, well, I wanted it to be good, but it kind of didn't. Um, the joke landed a little flat, so to speak. Cool. Yeah. So I think oh, it's my turn next. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, totally. Mars, Mars can join the South Node. Yeah, not the probably like, you know, finishing, you know, winding out the month a little bit on a lower note, you know, the low light of the month. But, I mean, um, Mars in Capricorn, um, you know, we talked about that a little bit already. So, you know, definitely we're looking at that element of cutting, severing, um, burning away. And then with the south node there, we've got a little bit more of that. Um, you know, the Mars Uranus piece might have been changing direction. And then now we're getting to the Mars south node where it's like, okay, I may be like, you know, really kind of purifying or purging out something that wasn't good for me now that I've had this new experience or this new thing come into my sphere. What I really like about this aspect too, um, you know, we're really starting to wind up some of these heavier Capricorn transits, well, at least until the second part of the year, but at least for the meantime, you know, we are starting to kind of, the light is at the end of the tunnel. So it might be a little bit about, well, I, you know, you know, it's that last little bit of healing, if you like, or that last little bit of purifying, you know, like sometimes when, you know, you've fallen over and you skinned your knees and it's almost all better, but there's just that little bit of a scab that just wants to hang on and, you know, not heal. Um, so this Mars uh, and South Node piece might be just that little bit more to go or that little bit more to um, really sever away, clean out, tidy up or figure out. So you can start to kind of, you know, get to that end of the tunnel and get to the end of some of these heavier um 
these heavier Capricorn transits. So it might be a little bit of a lower vibe day where you really want to push through and you want to do the Mars and Capricorn things, but the South Node is sort of, you know, holding things back or slowing things down a little bit. Um, or you might even realize that there's still maybe a little bit more to do than what you initially anticipated. <laughs> so depending. What about you girls? How do you think about this one? Please. Um, you know, I kind of get the sense that this is almost in a way pouring energy down a drain. It's like you feel like you're just pushing and pushing and pushing at something and then it just is, it's not going anywhere. So you're like, okay, is is this where I should be putting my energy right now? What are my priorities at the moment? What are, you know, what's my long-term focus and am I going to be in this place? Yeah. I loved what you were saying about, you know, the separating things out and it just reminds me of you know, back when the eclipses were happening and I know I wasn't the only one who was having a physical purge at the time and it's just that kind of potential of where everything is getting emptied out and cleaned out and, you know, it's hot and it's irritated but you know it's for the best good to get the healing that you need and to get rid of the bugs in the system. Um you know, it is going to be square, the moon in Aries that day as well. So it is this mm. impetuous, frustrated quality to it because the moon will be at the bend, square the nodes. So it's that sense of this feels like I'm repeating something and I'm frustrated with it and I just want this to be over. But I feel like it will pass pretty quickly as the moon moves beyond this point. But, yeah, this is happening at... Um, It'll be 5am on the Wednesday the 26th here in Australia. So it'll be Tuesday evening and um, afternoon in Europe and the States. So there is this that sense at that time to just kind of get ready for an irritable, irritated potentially afternoon or morning and know what there is. And, you know, if you have to take some time out for yourself, do that moon and Aries thing go off and do it, you know, have a bit of freedom, have a bit of independence um, and just get that frustration out. Um, yeah. What about you, Cal? Oh, yeah, this is um, such a good aspect, I think. Um, and so just really to add on to what you're both saying, which has been really so fascinating, because Mars South Node, it's just a once every two year thing. You know, it's not something that we get every year. It'll usually be in a different sign. Um, so Mars, South Node, you know, Capricorn, it is, as you said, Cass, wrapping up these, all these transits, including Jupiter going over that South Node in Capricorn. Totally. So um, that's that wrap-up of the two weeks. Have you girls, what are you up to during that two weeks? Uh, well, on the 27th here in Australia, which will be the 26th, the day before um, in the US, uh, I begin my uh uh, level one or part one of beginner's course in contemporary astrology. So that is great if you are, you know, really curious about the things we talk about and want to learn more. Um, or perhaps you've been around the block a couple of times and you would just like to brush up on the fundamentals. And I really do think you can never overlearn the basics in astrology. Like there's always a new angle or a new insight. So join me. I'd love to have you on board. And all the details are on the events page on my website, CassandraTindall.com. How about you, Leishy? Cool. What have you got on? 
Um, I have got my new moon gatherings. Of course, it's new moon week. So I have got my face-to-face one in Palmwoods on Thursday the 20th. So for those who are local on the Sunshine Coast or even North Brisbane. And then on the Sunday the 23rd, so that will be in the evening in Australia, um, 7pm. So yeah, both exploring the possibilities of that new moon in Pisces. So sign up via my website as well. How about you, Kel? Awesome. Uh, I'm continuing to teach my foundational course, my six-week intro course to the houses and signs in astrology. So if anybody's missed the start of that, you can catch up with the video replays. Uh, But the other thing that I'll have that I'll be getting ready this week is the March installment of my monthly subscription. So that's something that's also available via my website, kellysastrology.com. Cool. Exciting. All good things. And do stay tuned because we are dropping a new bonus episode um, next week. So keep an eye out for that um, in which we're exploring a bit of royalty. So keep an ear to the ground for that. Thanks, everyone. Awesome. Yay. Bye. See you later. Bye, everybody. See you. Bye. Bye.